Hello, Chris here with another installment of the Make It Podcast. And people ask me all the time, they say, hey, Chris, I want to make a film. Tell me, how can Bonsai Creative help? Well, as advisory producers and growth hackers, we can help in many ways. But the one thing that is consistently missing from indie film budgets is branding and marketing spend. And that's where we come in. We develop strategies that help you answer the following questions. For instance, what makes your film attractive to buyers? Do you know your audience? Does your audience know you? What relatable word or trend or product can your film hook into? So if you'd like these and many other questions answered, visit bonsai.film. That's B-O-N-S-A-I dot film today and schedule a free discovery call. It's painless. It's free. You just tell us what's going on in your life and with your project And we decide if we can help you. If we can't, we move forward. If we can, then off we go on the filmmaking experience. So now on to today's podcast. This week, I bring in Nick Bugs, co-founder of Bonsai Creative, as my podcast co-host to expound upon the topic of creating a winning pitch deck and prospectus for your film. For those that hope to gain the attention of investors and top collaborators, we provide actionable advice on how to build your investor talk tracks and pitch decks in this particular episode. So before we get started, full disclosure, this episode has some audio modulations that we tried to fix in post, but you may notice that when I talk specifically, my levels at times get a little low. Um, EME, my studio is in transition currently. I expect it to be back to normal soon. So here's the, the thing. Hang in there on this episode. Uh, it's not perfect from an audio standpoint, uh, but I promise it will be worth it. Uh, and even when it's low, it is clear. So like I said, hang in there. So without further ado, please enjoy this bi-weekly Indie Talk conversation with Nick Bugs and yours truly. You're listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley, and with me today is my good friend and Make It podcast co-host, Nicholas Bugs. Chris here with another episode of the Make It Podcast, and uh, with me again is my partner in crime, Nicholas Bucks. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Chris? And uh, just let everybody know, yeah, I do everything on the up and up, so I know you said partner in crime, homie, whatever you did, I wasn't part of it. (laughs) I got at least three, four, five alibis, so yeah, I'm good, man. My hands are squeaky clean on this one. Right. There's always a yin and a yang. So you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're the yin to my yang, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. You drive a white car, I drive a black car. It just, it <laughs> that's, that's how it works. We, yeah, we that's, together. that's the truth, man. So, let everybody know he's, the, he's not joking. Mm-hmm. 
That's we're the truth. all black. You were you were white. Uh, it's, it's even in our photos. Um, it's just, there you go. It's the way it is. Uh, yeah. I, I will say that um, we are back together, and we've kind of made a decision here internally to do these episodes probably once every two weeks after we got wonderful feedback on our state of the industry episode. Um, oh, for sure. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was already one of the most listened to episodes of the year. Yep. And um, we're happy about that. We're glad that you guys um, got something out of it. We hope and um, are able to maybe um, take your projects a little further than, uh, you might have uh, prior to listening. So we want to continue to bring that value. Um, and uh, so you'll hear from me and from Nick, most likely every other week, instead of what I mentioned before, uh, which was uh, something we thought we would end up doing quarterly. So. Great. Yeah, man, this if we're bringing the value, yeah, if we're bringing the value, let's keep doing it. You know, and we really do appreciate all the great feedback we got from all the listeners. Uh, you know, keep it coming. Uh, if there's something else that you guys want us to talk about, if you want to hear more from us, hey, we're game. We love doing this. Yeah, and and there's a lot going on in, in entertainment right now, uh, specifically for writers when it comes to uh, writers um, um, not being able to come to an agreement through the WGA with with agents and, and that whole kerfuffle <laughs> um, that's going on. But um, instead of getting into that, which, you know, might have been taken to the point of, uh, overkill at this point by, by, uh, similar, uh, outlets, um, to ours, we'd like to go back into some of the topics we talked about in our previous episode and just to expound upon them more. And I think, uh, the big value takeaway is, is how do you get, and this is, you know, let me just con- contextualize this, Nick, because, the number one thing that gets asked um, wherever we go is um, a, will you fund our movie? But B, <laughs> yeah. um, how do I get my movie funded? And yep. uh, we have some panels coming up. We have some conferences coming up. Uh, some different things where we'll talk about this, but I think it's important to know, um, you know, what will it take and, and how to get into the mind of the, uh, film investor and get them interested and excited and maybe even talk a little bit about the economics of independent film and film in general. So with that teed up, Nick, do you have anything or any place you want to start on this? Yeah. I'll just kind of jump back in what we talked about, you know, last time when we, when we had our awesome discussion that got such rage, you know, reviews, uh, just had to plug that real quick. Um, just the idea of pitching, investors and the difference between a financier and an investor. Um, you know, we look at your financiers as those well, like your, your mom, your dad, your rich uncle, uh, folks who are quote unquote investing in you, you know, in your future. Uh, but the other side, the other side of the coin is the investor, right? The investor isn't investing in you. They're making an investment for a return on their investment. And, you know, if you're pitching investors, you want to get, you know, get that money, as some of our uh, filmmaking friends would say, you got to step up your game a little bit above and beyond what you're presenting to your family and friends. 
Um, so, you know, sometimes when we get these pitches from folks, they'll do some of the basic stuff like, you know, here's a synopsis, you know, here's what our film is about. Uh, they'll have uh, current attachments or potential or desired. That's usually the, the big thing is like desired attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times those desires are like way out of their league and way out of the budget. But in any case, desired attachments. Um, and then they'll provide some idea of, okay, for what we're saying, what we're providing you with the synopsis and these potential attachments, here's your revenue share when, quote unquote, when we sell this thing. And I'll just let you know, as, as investors in film, it's not enough, right? Like we need to know, oh, sorry, forgot one thing, the comps, they'll provide the comps. Um, so for investors, that's not enough for us because it really doesn't give us any confidence that this project, right? Not just a film, not just a story, but that the project will actually be profitable in the end. And, you know, we got, we talked about that whole Blair Witch problem situation that just comes down to using comps that aren't actually applicable to the film. So in absence of using a comp or, uh, in contrast, we can say there's other avenues that filmmakers should take to really present, you know, what the market viability is for their film, because mm-hmm. that's what that's what the comp is, right? That's the comp. What you're supposed to be saying is that our film is like these films, um, and these films had this market viability. But in this day and age, now you're trying to comp against things that either have, you know, bankable stars that you don't have or had other names, you know, from the director or writer or producer standpoint where it just doesn't fit the bill. You got to leverage something a little bit better with respect to um, your market viability. And I really believe that that comes down to how you're going to engage your audience, who those folks are, where they are and what your marketing and engagement plan is to really prove that market viability. So to me, that's one of the main things, you know, yes, yeah, synopsis, we need that, you know, cast potential attachments. We need that your uh, revenue share for the investor. We need that. Yeah, for sure. But those are just the basics, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't get us out of the bed in the morning to say, Oh, wow, I need to invest. What really gets us out of the bed is the market viability and the assurance that you're going to go get that target market, you're going to market to that market, and then you're going to get them to come and see your film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think also just getting, I, I want to take a little bit of time here and just pay off the the promise of the mindset of the investor, which I think is important to, to note for our creatives uh, that listen to this. It is vastly different typically from the mindset you need to have to create a great piece of art. And, and that is why those two worlds don't blend organically um, many times. And I know this from 20 years of experience with um, investors and high net worth individuals and being in those rooms and doing these pitches and the mindset of the investor is, is very simply put, they want a unicorn. Um, every investor deep down inside wants a unicorn. They want to know that they're not going to get their money back plus 
you know, 15 to 50 percent, uh, depending on the contract that you provide to the investor. They want in the back of their head, they want the, the idea that that with great execution, your project can 100x their money. Um, that is what is exciting to an investor. That is because you, as a filmmaker, you say, well, you know, uh, you should invest because you believe in my art and you believe in me and you believe in this project and look how great this is. This will be wonderful. Uh, you'll, you know, you're a lot of times, um, a film pitch will invite the executive producer to be part of the film industry. And, you know, you'll get to meet these people, this star hopnob with the directors and, you know, producers and Hollywood folks. And that can be appealing. And we've seen that work uh, <laughs> to get money in the past. Um, so that's not a terrible strategy, but generally speaking, uh, you are competing against, um, you know, 15 other things that are on the table for that high net worth individual or that potential investor. And they're going to pick the one that excites them the most. And they're going to pick the one that has the best chance of being a unicorn. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that you actually said in our, our last podcast discussion was that investors invest in things that they understand, things that they know well. So that's another angle that I think the filmmakers have. So it can be a challenge for the filmmaker who just wants to make film to get out and, you know, target a specific audience, do all the marketing that's necessary to get to that audience. You know, again, they, a lot of times, I think, again, we said on the last podcast, there's this passion that they have for their project mm -hmm. and it's just for making the project, right? Like it's yeah. the completion that they're really going for and they haven't spent a lot of time doing the things that we find important which is like the branding and the marketing yeah, and, and let me let me say sorry to interject let me say something yeah, go ahead, about that too because that is thank you for bringing that up because one of the most baffling things at times is uh, working with incredibly creative people uh, in the creation of the art but then when it's time to get creative about how to distribute the art and brand it, that the, the creativity stops and it, and it, um, and the risk taking with the creative stops. And I would encourage filmmakers to recognize that there's, that there's a two sided coin to this. You got to execute your art, which is what you're already great at, but then you have to be creative and be willing to risk a little bit to try something different because you are fighting a battle that is, um, I would say, uh, it's not, not quite as long odds as like winning the lotto, but basically the numbers for independent films that actually get picked up and distributed are very, 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 very low. And so if your movie um, doesn't get picked up, doesn't get distributed widely, then you have to start being creative and taking some risks around how you want to distribute your movie and how you want to brand it and how you, you know, what that strategy is on marketing as well. Yeah. And, you know, you and I've talked about this and we talked to filmmakers about this is that that process begins, you know, the minute that you have the idea for the, for the film. And a lot of filmmakers aren't thinking about that. And you and I are really trying to be advocates and proponents for that. Uh, even in the services that we provide to say, you know, come on, you got to start that discussion early because again, for the investor who wants to recoup 10 X to hundred X of their investment, 
you know, it really does come down to how you're going to recoup that money. And when you are one independent filmmaker with content amidst a sea of millions, you know, how do you stand out? And the only way you can really stand out is by understanding your market and creating avenues to brand and market to those individuals. Now, the other side is, you know, getting back to what you said about investors invest in things that they know and understand. They also invest in things that they care about. Uh, so another area, uh, another opportunity for filmmakers is to really double down on, uh, you know, the investors that have a tie to the content, right? Not just people who have money, but folks who are really, who really care about the content that they're producing. So, you know, if you have a high uh, net worth individual who really likes, you know, a specific sport or sports team, you know, but in your film, let's say just baseball, you know, and your film is really promoting baseball and maybe it's the roots of baseball in a specific town, then you would go to an investor who has or a potential investor who has that same kind of relationship with the sport or with the town and tell, let them know that you're promoting those things. So that's another avenue where you're now potentially seeking investment from folks because you have hit them in the heartstrings, right? It's something that they care about. And because they care about it, to your point, they know about it, they understand it, and now they're going to want to promote that as well. So I think that's another avenue for filmmakers to go is, you know, it isn't just about high net worth. It's about high net worth folks who are somehow related to uh, or, you know, the content or share a common purpose with the film that you're putting out there. Now, that's still it doesn't preclude the fact that you need to have a, a, a plan for recouping the money. Uh, but for those investors, it might not actually be about the recoupment um, to your point earlier, Chris, about some filmmakers or some investors just wanting to be part of the industry. Maybe some investors just want to get the word out about a cause or something that they find important, like a sport or a, a town or whatever it is, that's another avenue. But again, the filmmaker really needs to be on point when they come with their presentation to really tick the boxes, whatever those boxes are, for the investor and not just present their thing. If you're just presenting, if it, it, you know, one, you don't have one side to communications, right? You got You have to have two sides to communication. So your pitch has to be the same thing. It has to have two sides. So you got to, you know, scratch both people's backs so in your pitch. That. Let's dig into that a little bit. So um, if we're going in and we're going to pitch and we're going to have a winning um, uh, pitch, um, I think, and we spoke to this a little bit, but I think the first thing you have to do is sell the story. And if you can find an investor that loves your story, you are halfway home. Um, yeah, I would agree. And so start with great creative around the story. So it's not just a pitch, not just the words. I think if you can sum your story up into, into a tagline, into a slug line, you know, uh, um, great. Um, do that because that's an easy ele uh, elevator pitch for you. Excuse me. But also, you know, have images, have, have, um, 
have a story arc within your prospectus, within your pitch that makes it easy for the investor to be, uh, to fall in love with your story and to follow what your story is going to be. Um, any thoughts on that before I go to point number two, Nick? Yeah. I just wanted to you know make sure that everyone understands that, you know, when we say prospectus, you know, what that is. And the reason why I think the clarification is needed is because of what we have received from various filmmakers over time. Um, you know, it's just, you have a pitch deck or a lookbook or a high level summary or a text message asking for money. You know, so it's like when we say prospectus, what we're really talking about is, you know, a business plan uh, for the film. Right. You know, because so it has film as a, as a small business and I, they really are, yeah. they are, you know, every film that's ever been created is an LLC. So yeah. Yeah, start. it is a business. So exactly. So that's what they're investing in. Uh, that's what we're investing in is a startup business. So, you know, we need to see and investors need to see for the, for the level of confidence that's required for them to give up the money is a business plan. And that's basically what a prospectus is for film. Yeah, for sure. And um, they can include a lot of things, but the good ones include, you know, everything you need. So resumes of the team, uh, a, a full team and crew um, uh, and, and their resumes, uh, the story arc and line. So maybe uh, a one page synopsis or uh, maybe even a treatment could be in there. Um, you could have a lookbook so we could get a mood. Uh, some lookbooks are... Um, you know, you got to be careful with the lookbook <laughs> because with, with the lookbook, um, it can get a little wonky because a lot of times you're pulling images of varying quality and size from Google and then slapping them into a templated document. And so you can hurt your yourself. And, and people, I'm just saying it's not a guarantee, but I, I think people care about aesthetic and I've always believed that. And it's funny how little things like that can just create noise between the message you're trying to share um, and get someone to receive. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I would jump in and just say that, you know, you kind of hear this anecdote from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know if I believe it absolutely, but some people say, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes. And yeah, so when you're doing a pitch, uh, whether it's a prospectus, lookbook, whatever, um, any artifact that you're putting in front of someone, they're going to scrutinize it basically to say, Oh, okay, this is the quality that they have in presenting this to me. This is a reflection on the quality that they're going to have when they execute this project. So you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, you're pulling images down and they're, they're different sizes. They're, they're different quality. It's kind of like, oh, come on, just, you know, you gotta, you, you have to prove yourself even in the smallest of things that you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think there's some, a lot of people will, will put the first five or 10 pages of the script into their perspectives. And um, not that that's wrong or anything. Um, I personally like the entire script, um, not in the perspectives, just sent to me separately. So send me the perspectives and send me the entire script. I, I just want to know what the story is like. What is this? Because I think that, um, and, I, and I'm, I feel comfortable saying this about, um, most investors and certainly about me and you, um, uh, on the, on the investing side of, of, of what we do, um, we can live with the idea that the film, um, didn't 
go 50 or 100 X of its investment. We can live with that. But what we want is to understand and believe that you gave it the best shot to do that. Right. Almost like when you invest in, you know, some of the best rules for investing in a, in a startup of any type is to invest in the founders just as much as you invest in the business. Because if the founders are uh, enthusiastic and ecstatic about their film, then, then you know that the film's going to turn out the best it could possibly turn out for the money that, that uh, was given. Yeah. So let me, let me jump in and just make one slight modification yeah. of what you said. You were like, you know, if it doesn't make that, you know, 10 to 50, 100 X, we're OK. As long as we know that you put in the work to try to get it there. The one variance or one change that I would interject is that on that upfront step. Well, well, well not that we're OK. I said, I said, yeah, we, right. can, I said we can live. we can live with. Right. Well, we I'm going to say because is, because, you know, most of the investors are are well leveraged, leveraged enough uh, financially that that one poor investment isn't going to ruin their life. And right. I would say that if you have an investor that their investment is going to ruin their life or substantially put a dent in their ability to pay their bills, that's a bad investor for your film. Oh, for sure. And you have to try uh, yeah. to sniff that out because that particular investor will be all over you as a company <laughs> and yeah, will 100%. probably sue you. Yeah, you know. yeah, 100%. And I would say that, so the other the change I was going to say is that on the upfront side is that we want to have confidence in the beginning that you will put the best effort forward. So like when you mentioned, yeah, we want to see the whole script, you know, just so you know, you know, we will and other investors will when you send them any artifact, we're going to scrutinize that artifact, right? Not just to say that we're going to scrutinize your your story, but if it's chock full of grammatical errors, you know, spelling errors, typographical errors, mm -hmm. it is a reflection on you. Like, like people have to understand that because, you know, folks are asking us to make a decision based off of potentially a meeting uh, a set of documentation, you know, we have limited stuff to go on. We don't know every one of these filmmakers personally and have had 10 years of experience with them. You're asking investors to make a decision on you and you have to know that every artifact, everything that you submit will be scrutinized uh, because we need to have that confidence. So yeah, if there's a bunch of grammatical or typographical errors in your script, that's a, for me, that's a turnoff right there. You know, some people say, well, what if, you know, he just messed up on his word, but the, but the story is amazing. Okay. Yeah. I can say that the story is amazing is a great writer or she's a great writer, but will they have the ability to execute on that story if they can't get the spelling right? You know, like right. there's just spell so many, check there's so everywhere. Tools, yeah. To, to, to help you with that. That's, that's the most egregious part, right? Like, <laughs> right. Cause the tools are there, but but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you where like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to jump off a cliff if I have um, a small basket of misspellings and, and the basket's pretty small, a small <laughs> basket of misspellings and grammatical errors. But if it's, if it's chock full, then, you know, they're just not ready. And that's, that's yeah. okay. Cause everybody has to take the time to get, to get ready and, and, and be, you know, um, better and better and better as they, as they keep growing. Um, so yeah, that's it, it I, but I think the biggest, like 
we've been on calls like this before, Nick. I think one of the the um, biggest turnoffs for me, and the most egregious thing that that any filmmaker and production crew producing team can can do, is not be one hundred percent enthusiastic engaged and excited about the film they're going to make. So when we, one of the standard questions we ask in every um, investment meeting is why do you need to make this movie? Yep. And I can't tell you how many times um, people have scrambled for that answer. Filmmakers have scrambled for that answer. That's an answer you got to have. I, to me, you got to know why this movie uh you know, right now, um, like why make it now and why this film? Because uh, I think sometimes when we get into the Q and a part of these pitches, you find out that the core, the heart of, of, of the, of the motivation is I need to get a movie under my belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I told everyone I'm a filmmaker. So ne- therefore I need to make a film. Yep. Um, instead of having, you know, a really, and you see this a lot in shorts. So when somebody wants to do a short and they just need a little bit of money to, to create a short, a lot of times it is, it's just practice. And since, you know, making a short film is essentially uh, a losing proposition for an investor. Uh, you, I think it's a little bit more comforting if, if you just come out and say, I just want to make you know, a film, I want to get in a competition, see if this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And then you can have a conversation, at least that's honest about it. But if you really have a bigger purpose for the short of the feature you're making, be able to say why you're going to make it and why it has to happen now. And it's not just an exercise of, you know, going through the motions as, as, as you're chasing your, your dream or your career, your desire, and then be 100% in. Um, we've been on calls before Nick where it felt like the filmmaker was like almost um, aloof, aloof about whether the film did well or did or not. Um, Oh, well, okay. Whether people liked it or not, uh, whether they could have done a better job or not. Um, Yeah. For us, completion is not the gold star. (laughs) You know, that's, that's not enough. Yeah. I, I hate to see, and, and again, we view films as startup companies. We hate to see a startup founder who um, isn't even drinking his or her own Kool-Aid. Yeah, or abandons the startup to move on to the next one, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, and again, that's for us in the beginning, these are the types of things that we're looking at uh, in the pitch, you know, in the prospectus is that, yeah, one of the reasons why you create and communicate a marketing plan and a distribution plan is to show the investor that there is a long-term strategy because, you know, film making and distribution and recoupment is a long-term thing. It's a long game, my friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we need to know. Don't we know you, Yeah, man. And you, you need to be able to, you know, present to us and any other investor that you're ready for the long game. And you have a plan for the long game. And then that's how, you know, you are able to, again, um, minimize or reduce the risk associated with the investment. Uh, and it becomes more attractive. It basically is like due diligence. 
you know, do your due diligence in these areas, you know, create a business plan, create a prospectus uh, that reflects the long term plan that you have for the film. And then back to what you just said, Chris, it's like you got to know why you're doing it. You know, that gets into the purpose of your film yep. and make sure that your investor is in alignment or your potential investors are in alignment with your purpose. Uh, because that's going to get you, you know, one foot in the door, one foot into that conversation. Um, so, yeah, be prepared with that. Not just I really want to make this or, <laughs> yeah, I need to get a feature under my belt. No, nah, that's that's not going to be enough. Yeah, could not uh, agree more. And um, I, I, I feel like. Um, I feel like we. we we give so much of this information and it, and it feels, it might feel to the listener like this is so hard. Um, this would be, this is so much to do. And all I want to do is make a movie. Um, I, I think um, it may be premature to say this, but we're, we're working on a solution to, to, to try to make it a little bit less hard. Um, and um We'll tell you more about that as it goes, but but I, I I do try to change our perspective from time to time, Nick, and just say, okay, we're talking to filmmakers out there of of all levels, new and and ones that are experienced that that may know this dance a little bit better than others, but also I want to look at it from the filmmaker's perspective and say, man, that is a lot of work, um, but it's worth it because I think that if you have something of high quality um, and something that makes sense on paper and then you're enthusiastic about it, uh, you actually will get the money to make your movie. And that's the whole thing. Like that's the big push. And I think that uh, on our next industry talk, we ought to, uh, we ought to go into different ways people can get money outside of, you know, going to uh, visit the local wealthy architect or uh, doctor or uh, family. There are lots of ways to fund your movie um, and we should discuss that. What do you think? Oh yeah, for sure. There's, you know, there's plenty of avenues to go, um, but it all comes back to like, you know, we were saying earlier about that, the, the purpose and aligning that purpose with those various folks. Um, and then of course the, you know, the other thing that I, really like to talk about is that that promise that you're making uh, to the investor uh, about recruitment, uh, but the promise of, you know, you will execute, you know, so that promise is based off of trust and that trust is something you have to earn. So, you know, if you're going to make a promise that you're going to execute and you're going to execute well, then I'm only going to trust you if your artifacts are free of typographical errors and grammatical errors and so on. Um, if you're going to trust, if I'm going to trust you that you're making a promise, you're going to get great performances, then you're going to have to tell me, give me some background about the cast that you're looking for on this film. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to know something about that to trust that your promise of a great, um, of a great film is there, you know, it even gets down to your, your team, you know, the producer, director and so on you're making a promise to me that this thing is going to be executed well. Well, how are you going to keep that promise? How do I believe you that you're going well, to keep that promise? Well, well, let me, let me say, so this, this message that you're giving really is to the producers of your film. 
uh, filmmakers too. Yes. But the, the producers of the film have to be the torchbearers for the, uh, investment branding, um, production quality to a degree, just they, they're the torchbearers. And so, you know, this would be a message to any would be investors out there, which is if your producer isn't as enthusiastic and on board as your director uh, or writer, run the other direction. Um, you will need your producer deeply throughout the post and distribution process. And yeah, I mean, I would, so I would agree. Yeah, I would agree, and that's why the team almost so more important. so, almost more so than the filmmaker. Yeah, well, I think that's why, you know, we always, well, for me, I was looking at them as a team, right? It's like your, your writer, producer, director, you know, making sure that, you know, you understand, again, if you're pitching an investor that, you know, we understand that promise that you're making uh, regarding execution, quality of execution, and how you're going to actually invite your audience in to your film. So, yeah, I think, you know, for this discussion really, it's just like the, the main point that we're trying to emphasize is that you really have to do your due diligence in those pitch packages, uh, make them as comprehensive as possible to really give us and other investors the confidence, the trust in you that you're going to execute, execute well, and that you're going to do something that we care about. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, then yeah, I mean, you get two feet in the door and very high potential to get your project funded. Exactly. And then I'll add one little piece of that uh, to wrap us up for this conversation, which is um, everything Nick just said, <laughs> plus <laughs> the secret to getting that initial meeting is to have a great elevator pitch that you can, even if it's just down to one tagline, um, make it great. They're very short and they can be simple, but a great one is complex to make and takes full on creativity to do it right. So getting that initial meeting is so important because it lets you, it gives you a, a platform by which to sort of promote the thing you're trying to do with your life and with your film. And when it comes to initial meetings, this is before you send a prospectus. This is before you send a script. You have to be able to grab that investor's ear and make him or her care about your story. You got to do it pretty quick. So I'd say step one in all this is really prepare your words and practice them in front of a mirror because when it's time, you don't want to be tripping over your words. You'll have just a little bit of time and you want them to turn around and say, tell me more about that. So, Well, dang, man, you just set up the the next conversation because... You know, we can dig in on what it takes to do that that brief, you know, introductory discussion. And uh, so, yeah, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, you know, I try. I try. I, I, I want to be good. I want to be good for you. Well, I appreciate um, that, man. You know, we're, we're partners in crime, right? That's what you said earlier. So I want to make sure that you're you're doing for me as I do for you. The yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. And the crime is letting all these filmmakers, independent filmmakers, know how to get this money uh, from all these investors. That's the crime we do. We, we're, <laughs> we're on the side of the artist. So yeah, um, buddy. you can always find us. So where can you find us and engage with Bonsai Creative? Um, lots of places. For one, social media, 
can see us on and find us on Facebook. If you just search for Bonsai Creative Film, uh, you can find us on Instagram, which we are most active on at underscore Bonsai Creative. That is also our Twitter address. We tweet. Um, a lot of the tweets from Bonsai do come directly from me. So um, you'll find my uh, account uh, at our account, which is also at underscore Bonsai Creative. And if you want to tweet at me directly, it's uh, at Flame in Your Heart. Uh, I believe the Flame in Your Heart um, on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter every day as well. So um, you can also find us on the internet at Bonsai, so B-O-N-S-A-I dot film. Uh, yes, dot film, not dot com. So Bonsai dot film, that's our website. From there, you can do all sorts of things like um, open up our resource library, which I believe uh, is is wide open now, right, Nick? Yes, sir. Yeah, so just <laughs> click in there. You get access to it. It won't even cost you your email now. So uh, we are adding to that all the time. Um, I think you'll enjoy that. You can also go to our shop and find some make it gear for uh, your wearing pleasure. Um, and we also have make it autograph posters there for you to get. So there's just a lot of things. You can also uh, reach out to us to set up a, an appointment. Talk to us. Free consultation. Um, we are advisory producers and brand strategists. So if you're looking for that for your film, someone to guide you along the way, make sure your film is the very best it can be and therefore have the best potential outcome financially and otherwise, then we are your guys. Um, so there's a little plug action for us. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you got to do it. You know, this is what we do. We do it well, you know, so you might as well let people know. So I appreciate that, man. Hey, and I was going to tell you that, you know, I was thinking that maybe we should stop calling it Instagram and we should call it like, Instagram or like in <laughs> and see if that catches on, <laughs> you know, but you know, a different emphasis on a, on a different syllable mm. and then see. And then see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Instagram is Insta the, is the, <laughs> is the, is the, <laughs> <laughs> see if it catches on you know we're game changers so this is what we do <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do um I, I, so i guess from now on you can find us on instagram uh, <laughs> at underscore bonsai creative and, that's and, right. and, and we'll we'll get back to you yeah uh, for right sure for sure follow us and there'll be another delicious little podcast next week uh, on uh, uh, Fridays as usual and we'll have an interview there with another creative from our ever-growing creative community so please check in and listen to that and uh, Bonsai what do we have coming up we have all sorts of things um, but um, outside of uh, forthcoming podcasts we have a film comp coming up in the summer and we'll have a lot of different announcements around products uh coming in the summer and fall so excited about that stay with us and i hope you're enjoying these bi-weekly industry talks with chris and nick and until next time please be safe and continue to create you talk got soon. it all right all right folks yeah brother take it easy man you too talk all soon. right bye. bye you've been listening to the make it podcast 
To find out more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects and social media feeds, please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash make it. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice by searching for Make It Bonsai Creative. If you do that, the show will pop right up. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step toward your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.